0: Thank you for being here today. It is a new season. I just agree with what Kristen is saying. It's a new season. Uh, I want to remind you about Destiny Leadership Institute for those of you that want to be a part of a next level of leadership at our church. Um, this is an amazing opportunity, and it is it's a complete um, it's, it's a complete online uh, correspondence situation where you can get. You can get credits, you can go all the way to getting your associate's degree, Uh, even going to bachelor's, master's, you can go all the way if you'd like to. But what I love about Destiny Leadership Institute is it also gives hands-on ministry training. And so there's about eight, I believe, of, of folks that have already expressed interest that want to be a part of it. Uh, We're going to be spending time talking with you about it, so if you want more information about that, you can go by the Next Step Center and just talk to April or Casey, and they will direct you what to do. The easiest way is just go to destinyleadershipinstitute.com, and I'm just excited that we're able to partner with this. So those of you that have a heart for ministry, but you don't have the time or the money to go off to ministry school, this is a great way to do this, and you can do it. Uh, on your own time as well. Destiny Leadership Institute. And also, another exciting thing is the youth and young adults are going to have kickball today. Boom. That's going to be fun. At Severe Park at 2 o'clock. So uh, if you'd like to be a part of that, just run home, put on your kickball shorts, and just come show up. Just stretch out, get ready. So kickball at Severe Park. I think it's actually called Sevier Park for those of you that are fancy. Yeah, Sevier for all my... For all my Cajuns in the house. My French folks in the house. Sevier Park. So that'll be at 2 o'clock. That'll be fun. Man, that'd be good. All you old folks, show up too. Just stretch out real good before you do. Take a couple of Advil. Uh, we've been in, the, in, the, uh, in a series called Anchored for the whole summer, um, talking about uh, the things that anchor us in, in the middle of the storms of life. And I'll say something as a pastor, uh, whenever God begins to lay something on my heart to speak, uh, I always just get ready for it. Because whatever we're speaking on is what we end up walking through. And I can tell you, man, the past two or three weeks, a few months for us, uh, where, since we've been in this Anchored series, there's been a lot of wind blowing, man, a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, and I have held on to this word just as much as I'm asking you to. But I mean, I've watched some of you walk through things. Marriages getting blown around, and people's jobs getting blown around, and man, people's faith being tested. So we've been talking about what are the things that anchor us. We've talked about the Word of God. We've talked about the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Just the good, old-fashioned Gospel of Jesus Christ. Without all the bells and whistles and lights and smoke. Just the Gospel of, of God. Uh, and then we uh, we've talked about family. We talked about the grace of God. I'm still hearing reports from when Landon Galloway spoke about the grace of God. And I love the fact that when the prodigal come home, they throw a party. Ain't that the coolest thing? So anti-religion, isn't it? Boy, we put we do condemnation and get upset, and the father throws a party. Any prodigals ready for a party to be thrown? Want nobody? Y'all just good. Okay. All right. Lindsay, we're glad you're back home too, traveling all over. Man, I'm about ready for everybody to be back home, get the family back. Last week, we talked about, we started a little sub-series in Anchored, talking about the ships that anchor us. And last week, we talked about worship and having a revelation that thanksgiving and praise only take you so far, but worship takes you to a place that God reserves for those that are special to Him. So if you want to get close to God, learn how to be a worshiper. And not someone that's just looking for what God can give you, but to truly have a heart for worship. Submitting your will to His will. Submitting your ways to His ways. And when you don't feel good, that doesn't stop a worshiper. That stops a praiser or someone that's just about thanksgiving, but that doesn't stop someone that understands worship. Remember we talked last week that the, the little lady came to Jesus and he actually called her a racial slur. And she just said, okay, you're going to call me that. I'll show you how we do it. And she went to a place of worship that she took herself even lower than anything that he could have said to her. And because of this, he said, I have not seen faith like this in all of Israel. And he gave her something that she wasn't even supposed to have then. I want to encourage those of you that are walking through tough times, just worship your way through it. Worship your way through it. I'm not sure I know how to do that. Well, get some worship music. Put it on. Start that way. Get into the Word. And sometimes it's just do what the angels do. They just say the same thing over and over. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 holy. The elders, worthy, 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 worthy. You don't have to be all fancy. And what happens is when you become a worshiper, then nothing distracts you. Nothing distracts you. Lyrics being wrong on the screens. Somebody hitting a wrong note. Them going to a verse when they're going to a course. None of that distracts you because it's not about what's happening here. It's not what is happening. It's you and him together in a place of worship. Man, I may just stay on worship today. If we can be a people of worship, the whole atmosphere changes around us. Everything begins to shift. Worship Changes the atmosphere. We always want the atmosphere to change. And then we're like, okay, that's good. Now i worship. That's not worship. That's a feel-good thing. True worship changes and switches the atmosphere that is around you. Here's what I think is happening. Kristen mentioned a new season. And I I am, man, I'm so dead on with that, Kristen. I, I feel it with everything that I have. And I'm ready for a new season. But here's what happens. Anytime there is a new season... God always teaches a new way of worship. Always. Isaiah chapter 6, that's your homework when you get home. Just write that down when you get home. Read Isaiah chapter 6. It says, the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. You ever notice that every new season has to start with something dying? I hate to tell you that, but when Kristen says it's a new season, you grab hold of that, get ready for something to die. That's just the way that it is. The old has to be passed away before the new can begin again. You gotta, it's just a new way of life. I was, I was, I was talking to um, uh, Nicole. Kristen and I saw Nicole the other day, and she got this brand-new baby. And, man, we got brand-new babies everywhere. And I asked her, I said, Nicole, could anybody get you ready for this? And she said, no, no one could get me ready for this. Nobody, you you think you know what it's gonna be like before you have a baby? Right? Yeah, it's gonna be this way. And you have no idea. The good, the bad, and the ugly all boil into one. A friend of mine says they take you hostage for the rest of your life. But you got no problem paying the ransom because you love those babies. And And so, but what happened with Josh and Nicole is the old way of life had to be gone. And you had to accept that everything's changing now, but you can't do anything about it. i got to just let that part of me go and grab hold of this. Those of you that are wanting a new season and a new day, you're going to have to let go of the old. All right, just forget it. I'm probably not even going to get into what I was going to speak on today. I'm going to just stay right here. Is that okay with you all? I could care less because I'm going with it. Weston. this is going to remind you of old times, man. Just Pentecostal right here. The new season requires you and I to be willing to let go of some stuff. Isaiah 6, the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Man, we could go into the whole thing. You, you got to have something that, that is dead. And then you got to see God the way that he really is. That's a big deal, seeing God as He is. Not how you think He is. Not how your grandma taught you He was or religion taught you He was, but how He really is. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. You know when when David said, come magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. That word magnify doesn't mean make God bigger. How are you going to make God any bigger than He already is? You ever thought about that? What magnification does, it allows you to see that thing the way that it really is. So when you look at the moon and it looks one way and then you bring up that telescope and it's magnified to you. When he says let's magnify the Lord together, you begin to see God as he is. Let me say something. If you want a new season and step into God doing some great things, begin to pray that God would reveal himself to you like he really is. That is good. Man. Take all of our filters and all of our shades and all of our glasses off and begin to see Him the way that He is. That is the power. That's when you begin to experience the power of God. I've said this several times if you've attended the hills since we've begun, but this is why the angels can say the same thing over and over. You ever thought about that when you say, Holy, 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 how boring that really is? I mean, that's all they say. Every time you open up the scripture, the 24 elders are saying worthy, and the angels saying holy. Can you imagine if that's all we did? We just showed up, opened the doors, and there's one word on the screen, holy. All right, let's go. And we just start and we just go for about an hour and a half. Holy, 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 holy. Holy, 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 holy. Not us. We get we gotta have banners and lights. And new stuff on the screens, and right, we just we got more and more and more about it. the angels. Just and they've been doing it for eternity, yeah. the same thing. Holy, holy, holy. And I keep hearing we need some fresh new music, and the angels just doing the same thing. Holy, holy. I'm just ready for a new wave of worship. And the 24 elders, worthy, worthy, worthy. But here's the secret. The reason they can do that is because they're not just saying it. They're seeing it. You and I see through a veil. We see through a glass. But the angels see him face to face. And suddenly God steps out and does something and the angels see it and go, Oh, holy And he moves this way and he does a mighty work. And the 24 elders go, oh, worthy. We're casting our crowns at your feet. You're so worthy. You're the only one that's worthy. No one else is worthy. Falling on their face before him. That's what happens when you see him as he is. Then you don't get disgruntled. You don't get bitter. You don't get angry. Church really has nothing to do with it because you are worshiping God. So begin to pray, God, let me see you as you are. Let me see you the way that you really are. Unveil yourself to me. Because every one of us have tinted glasses on, don't we? We've been tinted by what church did to us or what high school did to us or what your daddy did to you or what your mama or, or that perverted uncle. Or we just go down the line. All of us see things through this. But what God is wanting us to do for a new season is to see Him as He is. So number one, be willing to let something die. Number two, say, Lord, let me see you as you really are. High and lifted up. Boy, if we can ever begin to see Him as He really is. Oh, high and lift it up. Get your face up. Get your chin up. Instead of... Navel gazing, looking at you and me. And I'm going to tell you what, one of the hardest things about being a leader in this generation, one of the toughest things about being a pastor in this generation is it's all about us. Isn't it? It's all about us. I talked about it last week about just, I'm going to tell you, you want to just get it off of you, just get off Instagram for a little bit. Get off Facebook, get off Twitter. Look, I promise you, you won't have the shakes. You won't won't have the shakes. It's something that we did in our house for a little while. We just went off of it, took some time, and now, now, even now, it's really limited. I'm going to tell you what's crazy about it. You don't compare yourself to people as much. Boy, Instagram is the worst way to compare yourself, isn't it? Come on, y'all. Be honest with me. Oh, they look really good. They've lost weight. I'm gaining weight. Their church is growing, man. Look what they're doing. He had a number one hit. And as one guy says, you're comparing your behind the scenes to everybody's highlight reel. Because we only put the best on there, don't we? Wait, taking a selfie. Do I look good? Taking one of me. It's me and the kids. And the kids are all blurry and you're just all smiling. Had makeup work and Photoshop and... Man, you look great. I thought this was of the kids. I just love the fact that I'm just preaching and my notes are just right over here and it has nothing to do with anything that I was going to say. It's a new season. A new season. The year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. The glory of God. I've been praying this week for the glory of God. I want to see the glory of God. The presence of God. Come on, let, me, let, let my Pentecostals and Charismatics and Spirit-filled folks. Remember when we used to talk about the glory of God? Come on, I'm ready for the glory of God. How many want to see the glory of God? Really? Really? Because you know, in his presence, once you see him, you can't live. You know that, right? The scripture says no man can see God and live. And yet we're like, I want to see you. You're going to die. <laughs> Just know that. <laughs> it's amazing to me when he does start showing up. You know what? I want to see all of you. No, I don't know that you do. Because here's what the scripture says. And I hope y'all are trusting me. I am your your pastor. Because there's nothing on the screen. So you don't know if it's in the Bible or not, you know. I don't think that's in the Bible. Why? It wasn't on the screens. And I'm on Instagram. So I don't want to get over to my Bible app right now, so. Where was I? I was going somewhere. Y'all have no idea, do you? You You're like, we don't know. What? The glory of God, yes. There was somewhere else I was going. Keep it up. Come on. What? You're going to die. (laughs) I'm dying. It'll come back around. We ask for, that's what it is. The scripture says this. I was going to a scripture. The scripture says, beloved We are the children of God, which is incredible. You know that he calls us his kids after the mess that we are. We are the children of God. And it says, but we don't know what we're going to be. We don't know. In other words, this is great that we celebrate we're the children of God. But this ain't the end of it. This is just the beginning. We don't really know what we're going to be. This is in 1 John. He said, but we know this, that when he appears, we shall be like him. Why? Why? What's the next phrase? For we shall see him as he is. Write that down and study that when you get home. We shall be like him. How many want to be like him? How are we going to be like him, Rico? We're going to see him as he is. So here's what that means. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Or have someone else write this down. Revelation brings transformation. When you see Him as He is, you become as He is. This is why it's so important that He reveals Himself to us. Not, again, not the way you've always seen Him, but as He is. That's why getting into the Word is so important. It's a mirror, and you look into the Word, and you see yourself, and you see Him, and suddenly you begin to see yourself transform into that. The fruit of the Spirit. How many have been praying for one of the fruits of the Spirit? The nine fruit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith. Which one? Anybody been praying for one of them? I need more patience, Lord. Whatever. Then begin to ask God to reveal His patience to you. I want to see your love. And when you see the love of God, you begin to take on the love of God. Whatever you see is what you become. That's why God was so angry when they worshipped idols. He would get so mad because He knows whatever we put before us is what we become. And so they have a living God and they're looking at stone and that's why they're dead. That's why they're stationary. That's why they have nothing in their life. And so if you're looking to religion to be your God, then that's what you take on. That's why you're more legalistic. That's why you're more judgmental. Right? And so however you see him, that's what you begin. So you need to ask God, God, reveal your love to me. Reveal your grace to me. Man, I, I've got this coworker. I just don't I don't like them. The Lord, I want you to reveal a portion of yourself that I've never seen before. And just watch him begin to spin and show you things that you've never seen before. And then you begin to take that on in your life. The year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Lord, let us see you the way that you are. Let us see you the way that you are. I believe it's Psalm 24 that talks about ascending the hill of God. Who gets to ascend the holy hill of God? Those that have pure hearts and pure hands, that their motives are right and their actions are pure. Those are the people that get to see God. And then you watch things begin to fall off of you and die and fall away. And then you watch God begin to reveal more of himself to you. And, and I remember we used to, in, in, uh, in church, we were like, God, we just want to see you. We want, we want your presence to be here. We want to see all of your glory, not realizing what we were asking for. Remember when Moses said that to God? He said, I want to see you. Show me your face. But God knew that if he showed him all of him, because remember what we just said, whatever you see is what you become. God is a spirit. So if Moses saw all of him, gone Moses. Right? Because you're becoming more of what you see. That's why you can't see God and live. Because your flesh dies. Because you become like him. Get that? Mind blown. (laughs) So, uh, okay, got it. That's why we talked about it the other night with someone that sometimes when people pray and fast, they think that makes them more spiritual. It doesn't, it makes you less you. In the Word makes me less me. Worship makes me less me. And I'm telling you what, the world could use a lot less of me. Y'all can amen that, it's okay. kind of felt awkward there. did Amen. And that's right. We could. Less of me. Less of me and more of him. And that's what happened. So Moses, so I, I remember I was praying, God, I want to see all of you. And I, I sometimes I feel like Moses. The Bible says that God said, all right, I'm not going to kill you because i got to use you to take some things down to my people. So I'm just going to show you my hinder parts. Sometimes I feel like that's all I get to see of God as well. He covers him in the rock and walks by, and he sees the backside of God. And that's how Moses has the revelation to write Genesis. How did he know about Genesis? Because he saw it. He saw the backside of everything that went on at that moment. There are things that God wants to reveal to us and show to us. But it's only to the folks that want to see him as he really is. You've heard me say at the Last Supper, John heard things that nobody else heard. Because he was laying on the chest of Jesus. He heard that John writes things in his gospel that nobody else writes. Because he was laying on the chest of Jesus. What if we could get to the place that we wanted to be so close to him? And hear his heart and see him as he was, that we were willing to lay down everything. What if? What if that's what God's looking for? What if God is looking for true worshipers, as we said last week, that will worship him in spirit and in truth? And that word truth, it means the full light. It's coming at you. I think some of us are happy with spirit, but when the truth starts showing up, that's a different story. Because it begins to reveal all of the things in our heart. But here's what I've been saying lately. God, i got stuff in my heart that is not like you. I've got things in me that are not like you. So here's what I want. I want you to reveal yourself to me. And it has been incredible every morning we wake up and there's fresh revelation happening in our house. Since Chris and I have been praying that there's been fresh revelation. I'm seeing things in the Bible that I've never seen before. I'm experiencing things in in the presence of God. Early this morning, He began to speak to me things that I haven't heard Him say before. and Hearing feelings that I haven't heard before. Those of you that feel feel stale, how many just feel stale right now? Come on, just be honest. He's a little stale, a little stagnant. Make a commitment to worship Him. Make a commitment. I'm going to worship you. Before I do anything, I am going to worship you. I'm going to spend some time in worship. And here's what happens. The year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. And then watch what happens. Immediately, the angels swoop in. And they begin to teach Isaiah how to worship. Because a new day, a new season has to be accompanied with new worship. I'm going to make a prophetic declaration over you right now. And over this city and over this church. We've been asking God to send a new sound to this city. And I have a sneaky suspicion that the new sound has nothing to do with the sound. I have a sneaky suspicion that the new sound has to do with people's heart that is beating after God and longing for God, and that's what comes out of them. That's what comes out of them. And so we begin to ask God to reveal yourself to me, and then get ready for things to change. Get ready for the shift to begin to happen because the angels are not going to allow us to mess this season up. And that's what happens. I mean, God shows up. He reveals himself. And I'm sure Isaiah would have just started singing a song that he sang before this day. Just jump right into this old song. And the angels are like, Oh, no, this is a special day. Here's how we worship in heaven, okay? When you see God, this is what you say. Amazing grace, here I am to worship. Just, just pick that song. What is it that, what is it that you go to? What's your go-to song? How many got your go-to song? One, two. The rest of y'all liars. Y'all know you got your go-to song. You got a go-to song. You know, when I get that song, he shows up. Isaiah was about to go to that song. Oh, God's here. Let's start the B3. Here we go. Get the organ ready, orchestra ready, whatever it is that you do. Get ready. And the angel's like, oh, no, 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 no. Not in this season. Not when you really see him. This is how we do it in heaven. There's a new sound coming. There's a new sound coming. But it's not going to come until there are people that are willing to see him as he is. They have a heart for the things of God. They have a heart for the kingdom of God. I am so ready, Garrett. I am so ready for us to get to a place, man, where we don't have to beg and plead and pry and play the right chords and have the right marketing for people to want to do God's work. I am so ready for that. I am ready for an axe explosion where we have to tell people, okay, we have enough money for Fall Hamilton, okay? Quit giving. Man, are you ready for that kind of day right there? That's what happened in Acts. All right, we got enough. Y'all quit giving, okay? Man, come on. I am so ready for us to have such a generous heart. That is only going to happen for people that are willing to see him as he is. So, Lord, I don't know about them. I love them. I love this whole church. I love every person in this room. But right now, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about me. Not a pastor Me, John, I want to see you as I've never seen you before. And I have seen great and mighty things. And I've experienced so much in your presence. But I want to see you in a new way. I want to see you in a new way. I want to see you as you are. So whatever's in me that's stopping that, Remove the veils from my eyes. Remove the scales from our eyes. We're asking for more of you today, Lord. We're asking for more of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. About you today, won't you just say that to him? Those of you that are really ready—not look, no, no peer pressure—but I mean, those of you that are ready to see him as he is and willing to lay down whatever he asks you to lay down. Won't you just reach out to him right now? In your own words, say that. Now, look, this is maybe your dreams and plans and schematics and got it all figured out, or maybe you don't have it figured out. just willing to lay it down.